Ellicker, the Chunk Early Sherry Ellicker Show. You're famished for a combination of news and entertainment we'd like to call what, Andrew? Newstainment. Tainment. Here she comes. Bring in the tainment. Look at I'm going to bring the tainment to the city in my dress. You better get ready, though, because... And diamond Good to see you're back on the air, Sherry, after your foul mouth episode yesterday. <laughs> that was not a foul mouth episode. Oh, Congratulations, Andrew, catching no. the foul word out of I did not. I have done this for a long time. I'm not going to make that <laughs> rookie mistake now. You got cop into that one? No, 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 no. I do was, do my, we want to roll tape? I mean, nobody thinks you did it on purpose, Sherry. Not in, no. You're a professional, Sherry, 100%. Yeah. But when you dim all the lights and you pour the wine, occasionally the old tongue <laughs> can get a little fat. <laughs> it slipped out. My fatal flaw was I was trying to imitate um, the teeny tiny lady. And that's, oh. where I, that's oh. what tripped oh, me Oh, hang up. on. Teeny. Hang on. Teeny. <laughs> all you. All you, teeny. Yeah. Yeah, I don't either. All right. We'll find that later on. But we okay. got some news to get to. What's that buzz? What am I what's talking about? Buzz? Tell me what's what are you talking what's about, Sherry? Tell me what's huh? happening. What's so much. So oh, much I know stuff. you couldn't wait to talk Seahawks. That's right. <laughs> Rice said, I don't have time today. I'll be there tomorrow. Yeah. Seahawks reportedly have found the new head coach. Ravens defensive coordinator, Mike McDonald. Let's go, Mike McDonald. All right. Okay. Here's what people say about Mike McDonald as a defensive coach. It is worth pointing out for McDonald, unlike the resume side of it, he's the only guy that seems to be able to shut down the Shanahan tree. Yeah. You were going to say that, weren't you? The Shanahan tree? I, exactly. Yes. As he, you know, he's in the coordinator, coordinator position of the team that has smacked San Francisco. Boom! Smacked him. Smacked him hard, Jerry. Make him want to curse. Smacked yeah. Houston twice. Sm- boom! Twice. Twice. Double boom. Boom! Boom! Smacked boom. everybody else. Detroit, like all of them. They've crushed them. What, yeah. it, what is it that he's doing to this style of offense that is killing everyone else? That is is not working against Baltimore. Okay, then the guy goes on to a big thing about Baltimore. Here's the thing about this guy. So he starts out um, Baltimore Ravens, who's a linebacker coach, 2020. Then he goes to Michigan with Harbaugh and goes back to the Ravens. And he is, and you follow the analysis, I asked Rye about it. He said the guy, what the Seahawks need is a defensive um, coach. And this guy is the guy. He has figured it out. Rye writes, he's not a bad hire for defense coordinator. He has two hands off, uh, and that's burned him. For also personnel, the players were below average. That's Rye's sort of inside take on it. But the Seahawks know they need help on defense. This guy has figured out how to stop so many offenses with some really, really imaginative, great schooling, really good coaching. So it looks like uh, Michael McDonald 
will be the coach. Mike McDonald will be the coach, the head coach for the Seahawks. Anything yeah, else do you want to add to that, Sherry? Yeah, I do. Uh, he's 36 years old, so he's replacing the oldest coach in the ah, NFL mm, with, the, with the, the youngest coach. And on yeah. paper, he's a solid fit for the team. He's got lots of young defensive pieces. How That's he outfits the this, other side of the really ball painful. is, of course, a pivotal question. So... Anything else? Uh, the music just came in. C- C- CBS gives that pick a B minus. Oh, CBS Sports. Thank you, Sherry. You're welcome. <laughs> My rollers take on that tomorrow. Uh, other news, not necessarily sports news related, but uh, Seattle has got a new tourist attraction. Well, there's a metro bus that crashed through a wall into a woman's uh, skate park. A woman's? There's a woman's skate park. Was a yeah. skate park just for women? Yeah. Wow. Yep. In the Central District um, a week ago, and it is still there, half in, half out of the building, uh, and now it is covered in graffiti. Be- and how long has it been there? Like two days? Yeah, it's been there for, for yeah, a couple of days, but they're trying to get it out of there. They're having some problems. They have uh, pretty much promised that it will be gone by tomorrow. Okay. Have they covered it in, in um, gum? Or thrown a fish at it in classic Seattle tourist way? Uh, Not that I know of. So far, it's just the graffiti that's the attraction. Let's check in with Joe, who says it's near his house. Joe, we'll go to you now. Live? I actually don't live in the Central District, and I haven't been to see the bus yet. Okay. Thank you, Joe, for that. (laughs) You're welcome. Riveting report. (laughs) All the facts straight. (laughs) Right there. It is covered with graffiti, uh, and I guess it's got particular tags on it. It's this guy known as Eager, and um, is he his tags and his style all over this bus? Every yes. every inch of it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, he's really he's the prolific tagger, great graffiti artist. In that he does everything. You could see his stuff driving into the tunnels, going under the uh, convention center. He's on all the walls, overpasses everywhere. <clears throat> he decides to go and tag this bus. The weird thing is. He got caught tagging. He goes before a judge. The judge says, you know, you're going to do 80 hours of community service. You know, rather than putting you in jail, we'll do that. We'll just sort of put you in community service, and you'll do 80 hours of that. So, oh, by the way, we'll also – and you're supposed to go around and clean um, up some of the stuff you did. So I guess he figures, well, as long as I'm out there – having to do community service, why not tag this Lloyd bus? Hogan is on the front line. He spends his days in Belltown covering up tags like this. And he often finds himself painting over the word eager, a name that can be found on buildings and bridges almost anywhere in Seattle. Prosecutors say the man behind the eager tag is Casey Kane. Have you seen eager all over the city? Yeah. That's him. He's eager? He's eager. It's tattooed on the stomach. That's why how do you take a picture of it? <laughs> He was arrested in 2022 after police caught him tagging a building in Capitol Hill. Prosecutors said the damage he's done around Seattle has cost at least $200,000. Kane was charged with malicious mischief, a felony, and could have faced time in prison. But now, in an agreement with prosecutors, Kane has been ordered to spend 80 hours cleaning up graffiti in Seattle. His defense attorney said in this court filing that Kane has had, quote, significant positive life changes and is now painting food trucks. The attorney also cited the fact that Kane. Is it a food truck that smashed into the woman's skate park or is it just a regular bus? Big old bus. 
Oh, not a f- maybe he thought it was a food truck. Kane was seriously burned in an encampment explosion near Harborview Medical Center over the summer. After Kane's felony arrest, he was cited twice by the Seattle City Attorney's Office for misdemeanor charges involving graffiti. But both cases were thrown out when a federal judge upended Seattle's graffiti statute. The city is now fighting in court to get that judge's decision reversed. But Kane's attorney says he has, quote, worked hard to find artistic jobs that will allow him to channel creative energy in a legal and productive manner. But we like spray painting the thing smashed into the woman's skate park, right? Mm hmm. We've received yes. photos like this showing what appear to be fresh eager tags around the city after the agreement was signed with prosecutors. So the sentence from the court, clean this stuff up. What it does not include is any sort of restitution or payments to the va- buildings who have been vandalized here with that tag in Seattle. I talked to the prosecutor's office today. They say they're going to be watching this case closely. And if he is caught painting graffiti out in public again, he could violate his probation and face consequences from court. Reporting live in Seattle, Jeremy Harris, Como News. Okay, so a friend of mine used to work in the system. I asked him about this thing. He says the top amount you could get is 365 days. No human being has ever served that. Um, a mandatory sentence, zero to 60 days, um, and then uh, zero to 90, uh, although no one has ever gotten that. He said 80 hours of community service converts to roughly uh, eight days in jail. So it looks like, and here's the thing, is Joe brought up the pre-show meeting before he brought us that really insightful thing. I don't live in Joe the Mama. CD. I've never <laughs> been there. Um, uh, that they, why don't they go get him? They know where he is. He's got his name all over the stuff. I assume they're just going to go arrest him. Right? Well, the other thing is, if this is a guy that it, graffiti is his thing, isn't that a little bit like the fox guarding the, the hen house here, where they send him out to then try to clean up graffiti? He, isn't he going to be triggered or tempted to to put his own name on some of these graffiti things that he gets to kind of oversee? They also made no attempt to really try to find out how much he's done they said that he needs to show proof to the courts that he has done this graffiti abatement in what way what's he going to do is he going to show a picture something and then just go back out there and do it again Uh, sure these are all excellent questions on your part (laughs) and i'd like to i'd like to commend you for not swearing the (laughs) if you think if you think this system is running so efficiently that they're going to catch the guy, ask him to show the stuff, you know, are you better now than you were before? Is there anything we could do to make this an easier transition for you? Your 80 hours, who's keeping track of all that stuff? They're not. Listen, they could have put him in jail. That probably been the worst thing for him. I'm sure he doesn't want to go to jail. So he's out there spray painting. It'll be interesting to see whether or not they go and pick him up. And then what do they, then what do they sentence him to, right? Because he did the 80 hours. Obviously, he had plenty of time to also spend time, you know, doing some graffiti. Don't forget, it was the city that took your money and decided to put it towards a project. It's either 500000 or a million dollars or something. They're going to put murals up everywhere. So they're going to get graffiti artists to, to do graffiti, but it's going to be art stuff. And it's going to be in certain areas, designated areas. And you can apply, and then you can go there, and you can paint stuff on the walls. And they thought, well, this will quell all of it. The, the graffiti artists will at least then have a you know legitimate canvas to paint on for all of their um, artistic yearnings that are desiring to run free across somebody's uh, private property. So the city, I think, remember that was about 
couple, what, six, seven months ago, Sherry, we talked about that, that they're going to take taxpayer yeah. dollars. Yep, yep. So yeah. just, um, you know, you could put them in jail, but uh, that might be a little harder. Don't you have to catch him in the act? Because if his signature, his eager signature is so prolific, couldn't somebody just imitate his signature and he'd get blamed Oh, sure, please, please. The Picasso, <laughs> Manet, uh, the Jackson Pollock, need I go on? Okay. <laughs> just yelling at various artists. Uh, some other great news is the fact that House Bill 2058 would have schools uh, provide breakfast and lunch for all students um, and this, I assume, is to reduce bullying, right? What happened was, is when the government locked down and sent everybody home, then they said, oh, we're still going to be able to pay. So then the parents could drop their kids off at school for for free lunch. I'm sorry, not free, a taxpayer lunch. And then when all of that went away, now the parents have the kids back in school again. So there is this bill that they want to kick around uh, 2058, and it's, the taxpayers would pay for breakfast and lunch for every kid, not just kids whose parents can't afford it, but every single kid would get lunch paid for by you, the taxpayer. Yeah, so this is, it would require all public schools um, to provide all students with a lunch. And mm-hmm. I think that, yes, there is a bullying aspect to this, where these are kids that, that if they know that they're, free lunch kids they might be made fun of i don't see how this is going to equalize anything though i mean if you most of the kids that want to bring their lunch they're going to bring their lunch anyway they're not going to rely on the school lunch because it's usually gross so they're probably going to keep bringing their lunch and then that i i would assume the other students are further stigmatized because they're still left out of the bringing the lunch to school group yeah so I think New Jersey and California did this thing in New Jersey. It's cost $100 million, and they found out that most of the kids hate the lunch and throw the lunch out. And for every dollar that the USDA spends for the food, one buck to food, uh, two goes to administrative and the rest of it. So it's a complete and other waste. And the idea is that kids need food. And if kids feel like they're getting the school lunch, they're getting bullied, let's take taxpayer dollars. I don't know what it's going to cost. New Jersey's a hundred or Colorado is Colorado's a hundred million and it's going up every single year because remember you as the consumer are not actually paying for it. The government is taking it and then spending it. So you think they shop well with your dollars? Of course they don't. So it's going to cost more than a hundred million. Colorado has a similar population. So let's say it's a hundred million dollars to buy a lot, bunch of breakfast and lunches for kids. All kids, regardless of the parent's ability to pay. The kid then has the lunch, doesn't necessarily care. Who's he complained to? He or she throws it in the garbage and doesn't want it, doesn't eat it, because who cares about the quality of the food as long as you're putting the food down in front of the kid? This is a horrible bill, an awful idea. The the responsibility to feed the child is the parent's responsibility. If the parent is so broke, so poor, then the state steps in. But for every kid... For every kid? Why? Why not do something about the bullying? Fix that. That wouldn't cost you as much as taking, I'm going to guess, if we follow Colorado, $100 million to feed all of these kids food that they may or may not eat. And most of the cases, they don't. This is a really bad idea. Really bad. You break the connection between the child and the parent. The kid comes home, Mom, I don't like that tuna fish. Why not? I got a new can. Oh, yeah, it's oil or water. 
It's oil. Oh, I don't like that. I like the what is packed in water. Oh, okay. So the mom makes the tuna fish sandwich in water. The kid gives direct feedback to the mom or dad that's making the lunch, and the kid eats the lunch because he's, you know, telling the chef, I don't like this, I don't like this. But just taking taxpayer dollars and giving food money to three large corporations or two large corporations and having them pick the diet and the food. Do you think it's going to be good? Do you think the kid's going to eat it? It's a total and absolute waste. And it's all about, oh, the bullying. Golly, people are so generous with other people's money. My mom, when I, she knew I was in a bad mood. If she knew I was unhappy, I had a uh, test or something. She did the funny butt sandwich. You know what it was, Sherry? I can only imagine. <laughs> you take the piece of bread, you lift it up, and it's two pieces of bologna folded in half, right, like this, folded in half, and then she would take a little raisin and put it in between the crack of the two pieces of bologna. <laughs> now that's love. Did, did, didn't it occasionally kind of gross you out? Like you were like, I don't No, really it was my mom's today. way of okay, saying, I right. love you. Okay, okay. A butt sandwich says I love you like nothing else. True. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was teeny again. It's the John Curley Sherry Elegant Show. And you, yes, you, Roddy Juice at MyNorthwest.com. Coming in through the Muckleshoe Casino Resort text line at one 973 Some it's music to others. It's just super annoying. I know Sherry how she probably feels about this. So this is a... Uh, Irish folk star pulls out his violin to entertain people on the Ryanair flight from the Canary Islands. Um, and then somebody does a river dance. Well, we can't really appreciate the river dance, but oh, an Irish folk singer pulling out a violin. Yeah, ho! They're all really into it. <laughs> yes, I know you river dance. I do. I've seen the performance. Have anybody from Johnny Gold? Let's talk about uh, wow, that goes on for three minutes and thirty seconds. Yeah. Did yeah, you the see River the video where people in. were people into it? They're really into it. Uh, I think there's some people in the back that weren't so enthusiastic, but yeah, they were all kind of clapping and everything. And this one woman was really into it, and she gets uh -huh. up then and does the river dance in oh, the yeah. middle of the aisle, and she's really good. Kicking around, jumping all over yeah. the place. Of course, you're the river dance expert, so I, I, I thought it looked pretty good, but you might not have the Did same you, you Remember in River Dance, coming to America for a limited time only. Oh, yeah. It's River Dance. <laughs> I, I didn't go. I went. <laughs> you did. <laughs> you probably started With it. Shatley, where the guy's name is, like the the lord right. of the river, where the guy's yes. name was, flopping around all over the place. Yeah. Flapping around. Flatly. <laughs> Flatly. Thank you. Flatly. Well, I got close. 
thank you. Um, it's one of these things. It happens every once in a while. Somebody sings. There was a woman who was singing gospel, and the flight attendant told her to come over and told her to stop. This actually was, these guys were supposed to, the bare, uh, bare Naked Ladies sang uh, for a Southwest flight. Good afternoon, everyone. We have a little in-flight entertainment for you. The band that's about to perform, they've only been together for 27 years. Please help me welcome Concord Recording Artist, Bare Naked Ladies. Okay. Do you hate them, Joe? I do. I, I would hate this. Okay. Because you don't like Bare Naked Ladies. No, nothing to do with Bare Naked Ladies. Just anybody performing live. on like I, I'm trying to sleep if I'm on a plane for the most part. Or read. And either one of those things is going to be hindered by these performances. Oh, definitely. Hey. Hi, everybody. How you doing? Oh, We're gonna play you a couple songs. If if you don't want to hear any music, please crawl into one of the overhead bins and you go, put Joe. your headphones on. <laughs> yeah. See? So there. One, yeah. two, three. Two, three. I mean, they are squeezed into that flight. I mean, they are just. <laughs> there's no room for bar chords. The uncomfortable part is if you're sitting right there, you have to be singing right at you. So you have that like frozen smile look on your face, like, oh, oh yeah, I think I know this group. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. And you're like, then you have to kind of like clap around, clap along. Yeah, you know? it's too much pressure. And, and and why aren't they singing one of their hits? They're just pissing out new music. That's what I hate. It's like, come on. If you're going to do it, at least sing something that we know. Right, because you can't say, here's something from my new album where everybody normally leaves and goes to the bathroom. You can't do that. Right. What you want to do? Be my Yoko Ono? Or uh, if I had a million dollars? I'm not a big fan. This is one of their hits, Sherry, but it doesn't sound it like is? it because they're scrunched <laughs> into the front of the plane. I don't know. I, I interviewed them once. Them. Oh, yeah? How'd that go? It was great. They were really, really nice people. And they explained why they called themselves Bare Naked Ladies. Oh, and? And? They were on tour when they were sort of an unknown band or they were named something else. And they saw a billboard or like a marquee that said, Bare Naked Ladies All Night or something like that. And I guess they yeah. thought it was so funny that that's why they, they picked up that name. Excellent. That's good news to me. <laughs> so now Fun you know. Funny lyrics. It looked like they were told they were going to perform there at this thing in Napa. This is, that was from like eight years ago. So I guess they said, hey, if you're going to do that, would you also sing on the plane? So they're probably, like, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. But again, it's one of the, you know, you're forced to, to have to. It's like going to your kid's Christmas concert or, you know, the spring concert. And you're like, oh, so you got to sit through the first graders and the second graders and the fourth. <laughs> you're like, oh, I just want to get to the sixth graders. My kids, the joke was every time we would shoot video of them on stage, Charlie or Rye would say, um, or Rye would say, Dad, is there anyone else in that class or is it just me? Because all you do as a parent, you take that camera and you zoom right in on your own kid. And then some kid with big teeth and a weird face like slips in front of your kid and then you have to like try to crop him out and get right in on your kid 
singing along to whatever that song is as you sit through six hours of other people's kids <laughs> singing. It's it's brutal. You never realize how horrible as a kid. You know, you'd practice and practice, and yeah. then you go home, and then you go back, and then your parents would drop you off, and then you're like, oh, it's your mom and dad are going to be there, and they'd be out there, and you know, uh, you have to say, get up there, Sal, you good old gal, 16 miles on the Erie Canal, low bridge, <laughs> everybody down, low bridge, because we're heading for the town, oh, you'll always be your neighbor, you'll always have a pal, if you ever alligated, on, or never navigated on the, where's Nate when I need him, on the Erie Canal. <laughs> My poor parents out there like, oh, why did we have children? And you're so excited. Like, I was so excited when my parents would come because I think they were going to be so proud of me and so proud of the work that went into this production. Mm. (laughs) They must have just been, oh, just kill me now. On the way home, let's pick up some birth control. another interesting story that's in the news. All right, this one. interesting story that's in the news. Oh, wow. Played twice on that one. Uh, this is if you ever ch- use your phone, don't charge your phone at an airport. Just another thing to be concerned about. I'm not quite sure why. Oh, other than people are able to steal the stuff. This is a TikTok person warning you. Don't re- so squeeze this in right here. there? No. Do not touch those. Do not put your phone in those. Do not charge your phone there. You will no. regret it. So the no, FBI right. has put out a warning about all the charging stations. So it's called juice jacking and (laughs) cyber criminals uh, use USB ports in airports and stations to uh, steal your data. Fun, right? Stay safe and use battery packs instead of the charging stations, just like the FBI recommends. Uh Good idea. Thank you for the help. But when you look down at that phone and you've got like one little tiny bar left, it's all red. You're like, you know what? I'll risk it. I will risk it. Yeah. Because I can't. I got to have the phone. If not, I can't tell Avis. I don't know. They can't Uber. You're just desperate. Desperate. I went at the flight attendant once. So, excuse me. I am so sorry. I hate to ask you, but I could I please borrow your charger? Because it would. I just, I'm, I look at my phone. I'm down to one. I really need it to please. The person's like, No. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Your phone goes because dark if she does it for you, she has to do it for everybody. Yeah, then you know what I did? I went, get up there, gal, you shrill, oh. gal. 16 <laughs> miles on the Erie Canal. Then she called security. <laughs> Too late, we're already in the air. Here we go again. Another test to see your relationship and whether it is solid. This is the remember that the orange one. You just to hand the orange to the, your partner or whatever, and that they peel it for you. Then I don't know. That means what? Seven more good years of bad luck or <laughs> some dumb thing, right? Yeah. So the You're orange a good test. Partner, then. Oh, okay. Now the person is supposed to take uh, ketchup. And squirt it onto the counter. Does do, do the other person does the other person see you squirt on the counter, or you just squirt it and leave it, and then see what happens? No, you squirt it, and then you say, "Would you clean that up for me?" Even though they may have seen you actually oh, do God. it and wonder why no. you're doing it, but it's like, Ugh. "Hey, will you clean that up?" I mean, so you, have, <laughs> you squirt it out there, and they're like, "Oh, can you get that?" And they're like, 
Why? No, what are you doing? You did. <laughs> what are you doing? No! 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 Stop that! Okay, clean it up. Why? Please. Clean it up. What is wrong with you? <laughs> this is bad acting, I think. This is really bad acting. Someone cooked so heavily. My mother. Uh, yeah, that's this is all fakey, fakey, fake. Mm -hmm. We're gonna be trying the dropping ketchup on the counter trend and see how my fiance cleans it up. Let's test this theory. Hey, baby. Yeah. Oh. Can you clean this ketchup up for me, please? <laughs> Why is that? Oh. This is a waste. No, of it's food. not, bro. <laughs> okay. Right. You're doing this on purpose. I know you are. No. I'm not. <laughs> okay. Uh, Why is that even that funny? It's not. Julia. Uh, uh, 150 million views on TikTok. That's the same as social media. So other people are doing it now because we have no imagination. You see somebody TikTok do it, so then you do it, and then you want to put it up so people do it. He's like, Bruh! Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. Let me ask you this. Okay. If Trevor were, when he puts toothpaste on his toothbrush and he then, you're not in the bathroom, he puts toothpaste on your toothbrush and leaves your toothbrush over near the sink, what do you think of that? <laughs> I, think, I would think it was very strange, but if he was being considerate, then I would like it. Why is that strange? Well, that's kind of a personal thing. You, you're brushing your teeth. You don't really need assistance on that. Okay. But then you also said you thought it was nice or something like that, right? Well, if that, yeah, if the, if the intention was I'm just doing something extra for you, then of course. But if it's like, hey, you need to brush your teeth. <laughs> uh, I do that. And Nick's like, Oh, I guess I have bad breath. I'm like, no, it's <laughs> well. I, that's exactly that's what you think. No, I little bit of toothpaste on my toothbrush. Oh, there's yours. Little bit of toothpaste on yours. I'll brush my teeth. I'll put yours over here. It's not like your your breath is horrible. Get ready to go to bed at night in the morning. Brush your teeth. It's a thoughtful thing, but it it's been backfiring for like months. And it's like finally she's like, "What's with the toothpaste on the toothbrush?" I'm like. It's just me thinking of you. I think it's a nice sort of thought. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put toothpaste on mine. Why wouldn't I put some on yours? It's not like I load it up with like all dripping off. I use half the tube under the thing and like, hey, once you, that's the first round of cleaning your teeth, and here's some more. It's not like I'm leaving a bunch of like, you know, dental tools over there for the person to scrape some tartar off. Right, but if off, she's just... not ready to brush her teeth, then it sits there, and it gets kind of gross. So you, if you're not ready to do it right, I could see if she's like coming into the bathroom. Here you go. I did this for you. But just to leave it sitting there with toothpaste on it. Okay. You know what? <laughs> Done. Done being the greatest husband in the world. Finished. Oh. You have just killed it. Right there. Done. Okay. Done. Done. All right. Congratulations to me. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Then we'll end up with a kiss. You know how hard it is to clean this <laughs> up, though. Babe. Babe, I'm gonna get. Babe, come on. <laughs> <laughs> a new rule: only, only seven TikTok stories a day. That's it. That's the new rule. Okay, from now on, Joe. Got it. <laughs> What's that, Sherry? <laughs>
I did. Something you, you, I you, must have done. You sound like, I, 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 I brushed my right teeth before I, I before I came on. I did not. Thank you, Trevor.